From the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. And a very, very good day to you, my brothers and sisters. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you. As we're so blessed to be able to come together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4 o'clock live, and then on uh, those same days, 10 o'clock, we repeat the program. Fridays, of course, at 4 o'clock live, Cheryl joins me for two hours of Friday Live, and I'm praying you're having a blessed, happy, and a holy July 7th. And um, staying cool. It, is, it feels like July out there. Uh, and, uh, you know, you hear so many people say, so I don't have to say it, but I'm going to. I can't believe it's already July. It just has been the oddest, strangest year. Very surreal in so many ways, right? You know, it just seems, I was, Fourth of July, we were saying, Cheryl and I were saying, because we just were by ourselves and, and, and uh, we, uh, you know, there were some burgers and dogs on the grill, just the two of us, and and we were driving someplace. I guess it was Saturday. It was Saturday night. We were driving to Mass. Cheryl plays Mass up at the St. Magdalene's at 5 o'clock, and I was going with her. And I said, it doesn't even seem like the 4th of July. I don't think stores were open. and I just I don't think people even rec- realized it was the 4th of July because everything is so different right now. Um, I was talking with a few people over the past few days about this whole pandemic situation, the racial tensions in our country, the division. Uh, we've talked about that here, of course. But I, I really can see a very strong, I'm sure you can too, a very strong and prominent demonic influence on all of this. And I know a lot of people don't like to talk about it on that level, but the more we see uh, the overall... Um, situation and the fruits of what's been happening the past number of months, uh, especially as in regards to the division of people uh, and the violence and the hatred. Uh, this really is a demonic um, thing we find ourselves in. So, it's on, it was on our actually on our homepage on our you know we had those little news items on the right hand column there, and from the church pop section you know church pop is a, a little arm of EWTN there, um, there was an article about the uh, organization I guess it's it's Doug Barry began the organization um, United States Grace Force. And how over the next number of days, I guess, leading up to the Feast of the Assumption of Our Our Lady into Heaven on August 15th, beginning beginning today, this Grace Force is um, establishing this very many ways, especially through prayer and fasting, to fight the demonic influences in the world, but especially here in our own country. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well uh, today. Um, A few things, I don't know, I won't have time for it all, I never do. I have a number of things lined up, but um, there was also uh, in the Catholic News Agency 
an article about the three most recent Holy Fathers, beginning with St. Pope John Paul II and, of course, Pope Benedict and Pope Francis, all of whom came to the U.S., and some of their uh, homilies given here in our country to our country. I just think that, uh, you know, we're just finding ourselves now in, in, in a very, very strange and could be precarious situation. We know we're not that far away from the uh, presidential election. We, we know that there are choices to be made. Um, we know that there is a, a great difference between the two candidates as it regards issues that are vital to uh, the, um, the life of our country. So uh, without getting political uh, per se, we certainly have the right to express opinion um, regarding issues, and, and we'll do some of that coming up as we go, go forward here. But there is also um, just we have to be aware. But I think especially through prayer, as I've, I said a few weeks ago, and you know it, I don't have to tell you this, that we, you know, we have enormous weapons available to us as disciples of Jesus Christ, and that they are our prayer, our sacraments, our sacramentals, that we can fight the demonic in the country. Because I believe that's what's happening right now. We're seeing... Uh, demonic forces that are at work in many ways, in many areas of our country, even within our church. Sadly, um, the church itself right now, she's wounded, you know, because of what the pandemic has done uh, to our liturgies, to our communities, uh, to our parishes, our diocese, our families. Uh, so anyway, as, as I was praying about it over the weekend, I thought, you know what, we have opportunity here at Domestic Church Media to just really just get this out there, especially through prayer, you know, to provide opportunity for people to come together and pray for our country. Now, you know, we people who listen to our radio stations, we just cover a, a small area of the world, but we also know that our broadcasts do go out around the world on other media platforms. So... We put that part of it in God's hands, but we're going to do our part here to really proclaim the truth, proclaim Jesus Christ, to dispel the darkness uh, that is enveloping our country. And we can do that. Jesus told us we could do that. We just have to have faith and believe and trust. And we know that Jesus can do this, of course. I mean, there's no demon or devil more powerful than Almighty God. But we know that we have within our discipleship the opportunity and power in our prayer and our fasting to be able to dispel these demons and to, to, to uh, disperse the darkness and bring the light of Christ into our culture, back into our culture where it belongs. So anyway, we'll get many, many, we have a lot of time coming up between now and uh, November uh, to do these things, and we'll bring you people and guests and stories and, and opportunities to uh, hear about these things. We're going to start with this um, grace force, but we'll get to that in a second. Let's first pray, though, my brothers and sisters. And uh, again, I know Bruce thanks you all who prayed with us yesterday and during his program. Uh, I know it, it. it's such an important hour and more important now as we go forward into uh, these next number of months. Prayer is a key. So let's come together wherever you are listening, watching, and, and if you are listening on one of our domestic church media radio stations. We thank God for this. Uh, please, again, pray for us here at 1260 AM, our flagship station that is still in need of a new transmitter. We're still 
flying basically on a band-aided transmitter um, about to fall apart. We need this radio station proclaiming God's word loud and clear, especially over the next number of months. So keep praying for this. We need at least the $38,000 to get that new transmitter. Now's the time. See, the devil would love us to go dark. He would love these stations off the air. He would love these voices silenced. And we cannot allow that to happen. And I've been very edified by, just reading the mail before uh, the program earlier this afternoon, so many of you who are responding uh, with your donations and your kind words and your your prayers and your best wishes to us and the work we're doing. Uh, Some of you wrote and and appreciated the... the, uh, Americana music we played over the weekend for you, uh, the patriotic music. Um, you know, there's a great love here in the United States of God and country. And we proclaimed from the very beginning with our declaration that we are all created equal by our creator. There was a, a, obviously in our declaration of independence a, a, a proclamation of a trust and a faith and a belief in Almighty God. And we put it on our currency in God we trust. But most recently, the past number of decades, especially the most past decade, past 10 years or so, there have been such evil influences trying to rip uh, God out of our society, out of our culture. And we know that the majority of people who believe and have faith and who want to keep us as a God-loving and God-fearing nation, that God will bless America but we have to respond, and we have to, we have to live as He wishes us to live. So let's make that part of our prayer as well. We're praying for our young friend Maria, as always, and I'll keep you posted on that as I get updates from her family. Uh, pray for us here at the Apostolate, and all of you, and all of your intentions for all of you who are listening and watching right now. We begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer that Pope Francis gave us. Uh, to end the pandemic, and uh, our prayer to St. Michael, the Archangel, and our prayer, Subtum Presidium, prayer to Blessed Mother, Holy Father asks us to pray both of those prayers to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil, and we're going to begin including, of course, the intention to protect the United States from the attacks of the devil as well through those powerful prayers. So we pray, O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick, who at the foot of the cross were united with Jesus' suffering and persevered in your faith. You know our needs, and we know that you will provide so that as at Cana in Galilee, joy and celebration may return after this time of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the will of the Father and to do what Jesus tells us. For he took upon himself our suffering and burdened himself with our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. And again, let's pray the prayer to St. Michael the Archangel, as Holy Father asked, and also the uh, Subtum Presidium prayer to our Blessed Mother. Holy Father asks us to pray these prayers with the intention to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil We will also include in those two prayers to pray to protect the United States of America from the attacks of Satan. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle 
be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers. O glorious and blessed Virgin, amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my brothers and sisters, I thank you for praying, and uh, you know I encourage you to always send us your prayer requests. You know, you have opportunity on our website. There's a link to send your prayer requests to us. We put them here in our chapel of the Holy Family, where we have the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle. Of course, when Bruce comes on the first and third Mondays of each month, uh, I share them with him as well, and uh, he include he and Linda, his wife, include them in both the prayers during the program, but then even in their own prayer. Uh, but, you know, again, my friends, I, I think we're, we're all kind of experiencing right now, I don't know whether it's a dryness. Uh, I, you know, I went, I went to, to public mass on Saturday evening um, for the first time since the pandemic. I had not been to public mass. I had been listening and watching, and, I, you know, we have the, the, the very blessed opportunity here to have the Blessed Sacrament in our building so I could listen to Mass in our chapel with the Blessed Sacrament there present. Um, and I have had the opportunity over the past few months to uh, be at private Mass here and receive Holy Communion during those private Masses in our chapel. Uh, but I went to public Mass uh, for the first time uh, on Saturday evening uh, and uh it was a sparse crowd compared to what normally might be on a Saturday evening vigil mass. Father Trigelio, who was, you know, from UWTN, who's uh, residing up there at St. Magdalene's during the pandemic, said the mass, and he always gives wonderful homilies. Um, but it's different. You know, we all wear our masks, and, and in that particular diocese, which is the Diocese of Metuchen, um communion isn't distributed during the actual communion time, right, it's at the end of Mass. And, of course, that's different. Um, not a lot of hymn singing and, and things. And it's just, and, you know, in, in many ways, I guess the Lord asks us to be continue to be faithful, as we should be, and uh, to <laughs> roll with the punches, I suppose. And, and But it is different, and, it's, and it's, it's, we're all feeling it, I think, you know. And there are many people who still will not come to public Mass, even though uh, the— um, government mandates say you can and the diocese say you can. Uh, many people still stay away for fear and, and there's understanding there. You know, we hear a lot of um, uh, stories about the uh, extreme effects of this virus, which are certainly not as many as those who have mild cases, but there are very extreme, obviously, effects. People have died, a hundred and some thousand in the, in the country. Um, so we certainly take that seriously, but there's just something that, that has grown out of all of that, that has created a, 
a, a wariness of each other almost. You, we, we suspect, you know, do you have it? And if your mask isn't on, you know, this or that, if you're not wearing your mask properly or I don't know, there's just all kind of we become we're almost becoming isolated in a way that is very, very damaging spiritually. And uh, the, which makes me, again, believe that there is such a, a, a demonic force behind so much of this that's going on. I'm not saying that the virus itself may be, uh, have its source with the demonic. Maybe it does. I don't know. But certainly the after effects of it and the current effects of it, living with it, and, and the other side of our culture, which is, you know, once again, we've seen a, a, an uprising of racial tension, which I thought had pretty much been dissipated for many, many years. But back, it's back. And, and, and that, of course, that's very disturbing. All of it is divisive. All of it is the result is division. And we know that the, the source of division is the diabolical, the devil. He loves to divide and conquer. And when it starts infiltrating into our church and we see people who are getting frustrated, people who are getting uh, nominal in their faith, uh, who, people who are getting, uh, becoming uh, um, nonchalant about their, you know, you wonder how many people will come back when Mass, once again, is obligatory. How many people will return? How many parishes will still be there because people have stopped supporting them? I know, although I have heard, I will say this, and uh, I have heard here in the Diocese of Trenton, there are at least two parishes and pastors that I've heard of that are doing extremely well, whose donations have not dropped off. Uh, and I only, I, I'm not saying that it's only two. There probably are many others. I just are, have not been made aware of it. But, but I have heard of two parishes in particular um, where the, the pastors have gone above and beyond perhaps what they're being asked to do and have gone out to their people and kept them uh, engaged in the parish for as, as whatever way you can, but especially kept them engaged with Christ. And you see, this is why it's so important for us to be here. We have an opportunity every single day to bring Jesus to you in so many different ways. We've never shut down. We have never closed here. We've been here for you from for, throughout the entire pandemic. The devil can't stand that. He hates it. He hates the fact we're here. He hates the fact you're listening or watching right now. He despises us for what we do here. I think when, when, you know, I look back over the course of my work in the apostolate from the very beginning and my own particular personality, uh, which has always been to, to not that I'm a fighter, but <laughs> been always ready for a battle if I have to be and a battle to win. And I think as far as our faith is concerned, in what we have to do here, we will be here for as long as we have to do whatever we have to do to be here. For you, our family of listeners, for anybody who needs to hear and encounter Jesus, we are here. And we bring you 
the word proclaimed boldly and without compromise. That's why it's so important, because we, we are in a situation, we are in a battle, we are in a war. We are in a spiritual war, and it's, it's getting more vicious as we go day by day into this situation. The devil is not happy. He's, he's disturbed, to say the least, and he's angry, and he's, he's, he's out to do whatever he can. We know, that, we know that the war is won. The war was won on the cross. You know, Jesus conquered sin and death on the cross. Satan knows his end. But in this, these skirmishes that are occurring between now and the end of, this, end of time, they're pretty, 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 pretty bad, and, and we, we are in the midst of it. So our, our weapons are prayer, fasting, sacrament, sacramental. And I, I do want to share with you, this is something that uh, I, I believe it was Doug Barry. Um, who you knew from, know from uh, uh, Life on the Rock. But it, there's a, and you can check it out. The website is usgraceforce.com, usgraceforce.com. And on there, there is beginning today, 40 Days to Freedom from the Devil. 40 Days to Freedom from the Devil. This will be, it's beginning today and running to the 15th of August which is the Assumption of Our Lady into Heaven. And the goal, I'm just going to read from the website because I think it's important and we'll, we'll do whatever we can on our part to keep bringing this to the fore. I think it's very important. The goal of this um, 40 Days to Freedom from the Devil through acts of reparation, fasting, penance, charity, and prayer, both personal and sacramental, we will call upon the power of God to release ourselves, our families, our parishes, our diocese, and our nation from all demonic influence and oppression. And, you know, if we deny that there is such a thing, we're fooling ourselves. I have seen personally demonic oppression. I have seen the works of demonic oppression. Trust me, in this work that I do here, I know the devil has, over the course of many years, tried to destroy this work. He has. And this is just one little teeny tiny bit of what he's trying to do to destroy the church and a country that was founded upon basic Judeo-Christian principles acknowledging in her own declaration of independence that God exists and God endowed us with unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that all men and women are created equal. The devil has hated this country from the very beginning of its founding because of what the United States offers and has offered the world for 244 years. And I look back, you know, again, as a, a child of 
parents of the greatest generation. And both my parents have passed on, as most of that generation has now. But I look back on especially the Second World War, where Satan just manifested himself in so many ways in the leaders of the Axis forces, beginning with Adolf Hitler, and what he and his cohorts were doing to humanity or, and attempting to do worldwide, and how our country was brought in. You know, I, it's not—let me tell you this. It, it's, it's not coincidental that the United States of America declared war on Japan— and got into the Second World War on December 8th. Remember, it was December 7th, 1941, the day that will, has lived in infamy that we were attacked, surprise attacked in Pearl Harbor. The very next day, December 8th, the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, when President Roosevelt declared war in Japan and we entered into the Second World War. And that the war ended in 1945 on August 15th the Feast of the Assumption of Our Lady into Heaven. And throughout those five years, four and a half years, we came nose to nose with, with evil. And ever since then, from that into the Cold War with Russia and then the uh, other wars that we have found ourselves involved in, but now the war is here on our, our own uh, land, it's a war of spiritual power and uh, strong, powerful forces that we're fighting against. And so we have to protect our families, our parishes, our diocese, and our country from these demonic influences and oppression. And again, as I said, I've experienced it here at the Apostolate. Trust me, in ways that you wouldn't even believe. And from sources you wouldn't believe. I have experienced it. So this has to continue to protect our country, protect our families, our diocese, our parishes, and our nation. So what they're doing is this Grace Force. And again, the website is usgraceforce.com. usgraceforce.com. Um. They're putting together these reflections by, by three priests, a Father Peckman, a Father Altman, and a Father Heilman, uh, Heilman uh, written each day, and they'll be on there. But prayer of reparation and exorcism will be followed by a litany, and they have each day a different litany to be prayed. Monday is the Litany of Humility. Tuesday is the Litany of St. Michael the Archangel. Wednesday, the Litany of St. Joseph. Thursday, the Litany of the Most Precious Blood of Jesus. Friday, the Litany of the Sacred Heart. Saturday, the Litany of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and Sunday, the Litany of the Blessed Sacrament. And then they have acts of reparation uh, based on and levels, depending on age and things, because we know that everybody can't be doing everything. So they have different levels that understand the age, the health, and even the uh, pandemic being taken into consideration. Um, levels for lighter levels, I suppose, you want to call it that, for pregnant women, senior citizens, and those with serious uh, medical conditions. Um, 
to give, give you an idea. Here's an example, <clears throat> what they call the white level that includes pregnant women, senior citizens, and those with serious medical conditions. Acts of reflection and prayer remain intact. Abstinence three times a week from sweets, sodas, junk food, fast food, instead of fasting, and a half hour of exercise perhaps instead of an hour. It just depends on the level. But you can check it out. It's at usgraceforce.com. We'll try to have some of these individuals join us on Friday's program in the upcoming weeks to talk more about it. Because I think it needs to go beyond the, the, quite frankly, the fifteenth of August. We have to, we have to go right up to the election. We have to really, really, the, the battle will become more fierce. I believe, the closer we come to the presidential election, because I think this is the manifestation of a a fork in the road, so to speak, a turning point in the direction our country will go. We have to. Um, acknowledge the battle, acknowledge the war, acknowledge the enemy for who he is, Satan, who's trying to destroy this country, who's trying to destroy families, has been for years, who's trying to destroy the church, has been since uh, the very beginning. We know that our Lord said that the gates of hell will never prevail. We believe that, we know that, but that means that the gates of hell are going to try to prevail. And swept up in that, Trying to destroy the church is the destruction, the attempt to destroy families, the attempt to destroy marriages, the attempt to destroy apostates and ministries and parishes and dioceses, to destroy vocations. Uh, trust me, it's, it's, it's happening, and we are in the middle of it. So we'll talk more about this as we move forward over the next few months toward the election. I think it's important that you have a place to come to be empowered in these very many ways and methods of defeating this evil. So it's usgraceforce.com. Check it out. I'll take a break, my friends. Don't go away. There's more to come on Come To Me. Answers Live, the program where you participate with your questions about apologetics and evangelization. The question I was wondering about, could you talk a little bit about the authority of the Jewish leaders before Christ? I'm a convert to the church. One of the things that is biggest with this friend of mine is we should not have to confess sins to a priest. Everyone has questions. Catholics have answers. Catholic Answers Live, weeknights at 6, right here where you are family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's 6 billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, 
Trenton 08628 or by going to our website wfjs.org and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. The Eucharist is the greatest of all the sacraments because it contains in a substantial way the person of Christ who is the author of life. It is the one sacrament to which all of the other sacraments look. Imagine six arrows in a circle, all pointing to a center. The center is the Eucharist. The six arrows are the other sacraments. The Eucharist is the sun around which the other sacraments revolve as planets. All the other sacraments share in its power, and they perfect themselves in the celebration of the Eucharist. It is a sacrament that is so sublime that human reason could never guess at it. Divine love is far deeper than we know. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the Gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. From Titusville to Tom's River. Bluebell to Barnegat. Rumson to Roebling. Washington Crossing to West Long Branch. Farmingdale to Flemington. Spring Lake to Stockton. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Well, welcome back, my friends. It's always, always, always a joy to have you here. Uh, as we come together, four o'clock. You know, if you are listening on one of our stations, you also have opportunity. If you eventually uh, leave our listening area, sometimes that happens when you're driving around. You know, we're on our uh, free mobile app, domesticchurchmedia.org, and you can download that free app and you can listen and watch 24/7. Watch the local programs that we do live. There are just this one and Friday Live. Hoping as we go ahead, uh, go forward over the next. Uh, number of months into a new year, God willing, 2021, to uh, do more uh, video for you as well. So, uh, I, I was that you know, we had a nice endowment. That would be, that would be, that's a prayer of mine. You know, if we, if we had a nice, someone in, in their generosity, extreme generosity, would donate maybe, I don't know what, a million dollars, wouldn't that be nice to have in the bank and we could then do these things? You know, I, I was in prayer. I was doing my midday prayer earlier today, and I was praying, and I'm uh, going to go see my spiritual director. haven't seen him in a while. And uh, 
it, it, it just, I thought, you know, there's so many things in my mind that I still want to do. And I hope God, well, actually God, well, I'm, I'm hoping he still wants me right here for a while. <laughs> I think so. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff that I still want to do. I think where they, I, my sometimes my mind just keeps turning, and I think, okay, I got to write these down because there's so many other things we need to be doing here uh, to serve the people of God, to serve you, our wonderful family of listeners and viewers. Um, but God will he'll provide. He lets me. That's why I go see my spiritual director because he's, that's what he's there for. He guides me, and, and we talk about these things. Uh, okay, we're going to go to a, a, a John Paul II, Saint Saint Pope John Paul II, when he was in this country. Um, what year was that? Let me see. It's right here. Uh, oh, what did I do with it? There it is. Uh, 1987. Oof. Um, we'll get to that. John Paul gave a nice homily to this country. And then subsequently, we won't get to them, but maybe maybe along the way we will, down the road here in the next few days or next few weeks, uh, Pope Benedict, when he was visiting, and of course, Pope Francis, who was here in 2015. In Philadelphia. But before we get there, uh, again, just a reminder that um, keep it in prayer because we are in need of our new transmitter here at 1260. I say here because this is our main studio is in located in the building where uh, 12 out of which 1260 broadcasts our flagship station, our first major station, 1260 AM here in Ewing Township, Mercer County, New Jersey. And, uh, you know, over a month ago, we had that direct storm that tore through the area and it destroyed our transmitter. We're, we're operating. It's, it's kind of a backup transmitter we're on right now, a Band-Aid, so to speak. So we need the new one. It's at least 38,000. <laughs> I say that number and I think, whew. but, you know, at one point in my career, in my my work at uh, stewardship, I should say, over the apostolate, I needed four and a half million to, to buy this station. And, um, yeah, I mean, you might as well be saying four and a half billion. But uh, anyway, we didn't, God worked it out where we didn't need the four and a half. All we needed was 1.2, I think, or 1.4 in the end. And uh, God provided through the generosity of many people. So when I say 38,000, that's a drop in the bucket compared to the 1.4 million we needed to buy this first station, right? So, but anyway, we need it because the transmitter is kaput. So say some prayers that someone in his or her generosity or a family, an endowment, something, will step up as they always do when I cast the net, when I put out into the deep, Duke and Altum, to get that new transmitter because, you know, the new AM transmitter here at 1260, I'm told by our engineer, because the one we have now that is kaput is over 30 years old, but a brand new one manufactured now, today, contemporarily manufactured, these uh, has, have come a long way. And if you're out on the fringe of 1260 right now, let's say you're up in northern Hunterdon County or you're, you're down in southern Burlington County or you're over in, uh, you know, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, you're on the fringe of our listening area, and it's kind of staticky, a new transmitter will really increase the power uh, of that reach where it'll sound a lot better in those areas even. So we'll reach more people. But God's will be done. Uh, sometimes I get a little tired, but um, <laughs> a 
Lord keeps sending me the energy to, to do what we're doing, and I'm going to keep doing it as long as he lets me take my 3 o'clock nap over here in the corner. <laughs> Every now and then, I'm fine. But do say some prayers for us. We do really need that transmitter. And we need the 38000 to buy it. All right, so let's go back to 1987. Ooh, this is September 19th, 1987. I'm not sure. Oh, it's Detroit. He was in Detroit. The Holy Father, St. Pope John Paul, was in Detroit. I believe that's the same year that he also came, because Cheryl and I at the time were living in Phoenix. We had just gotten married a few years earlier, and uh, we lived in Phoenix, and he came to Phoenix, and he was going to celebrate Mass at the uh, Arizona State University Stadium, football stadium. And he did, but the name of the mascot of the Arizona State University sports teams, and the name of the stadium was Sun Devil Stadium. They were the Arizona State Sun Devils. That was their mascot. And the stadium said Sun Devil Stadium. They covered up the devil. You know that when the Holy Father, when St. Pope John Paul II came uh, to say Mass at the Sun Devil Stadium in Arizona, in Phoenix, they covered up the devil part, so it just said Sun Stadium. <laughs> so out of consideration for the vicar of Christ, thanks be to God. Um, we didn't get a chance. They were It was by lottery to get tickets. We didn't get a chance to see him there. But uh, Anyway, when he was in Detroit, that same pilgrimage, he gave this homily, and I thought I would share some of it with you because, it, it, you know, again, we talk about our country, my brothers and sisters, uh, and sometimes people ask me, you know, why, don't you, why aren't you more vocal about support for a particular candidate or a particular um, cause when there's a vote coming up and things? We are very limited because of our nonprofit status, okay? And this is, my, this is always my answer. You know, we, we're both a 501c3 organization, but also we, we are also bound by FCC regulations as a non-commercial station. Non-commercial radio stations cannot endorse political candidates. They can't um, encourage or influence legislation and things like that. So sometimes people will ask, well, why aren't you doing these things? And I always say, you know, the FCC will not allow it. And people will say, well, do it anyway. And I say, but you know what? They would fine us $10,000 for every infraction. <laughs> and would you rather have 24-7 Catholic radio uh, or, you know, see us eventually have to go away because we can't keep affording to pay $10,000 fines? Uh, you know, I try to balance that out we could always just state fact and that's what we do here we state fact we state fact and we state you know truth so that's our job um and we know that as we approach the election that we need to pray for the candidates whoever he or she may be in running in whatever for whatever position our pro-life our pro-family uh, our pro pro freedom of religion you know these are the candidates we have to uh support and promote, not by name, just by, by uh, um, you know, issue. So anyway, this is Holy Father, 1987, Detroit, Holy Father St. Pope John Paul II. America the beautiful, he said. So you sing in one of your national songs. Yes, America, you are beautiful indeed and blessed in so many ways. In the majestic mountains and fertile plains, in the goodness and sacrifice hidden in your teeming cities and expanding suburbs, in your genius for invention and for the splendid progress, 
in the power that you use for service and in the wealth that you share with others, in what you give to your own and in what you do for others beyond your borders, in how you serve, in how you keep alive the flame of hope in many hearts, in your quest for excellence and in your desire to right all wrongs. And as I'm reading that, you know, my friends, I'm, I'm, I'm getting images of the, and I'm sure you are too, of what's been on the news the past month or so. The violence, the riots, the destruction of human life, the hatred among our own people. That's not our America. That's not who we are. America has flaws, and there's that beautiful verse or line in one of the verses of America the Beautiful where we sing, God, mend thine every flaw, acknowledging that our country has flaws. We're we're human. But is there, seriously, and it's it's like sounds old and cliched in 1960s, but is there any other place you'd rather be in this world to live, to raise your family, to... Maybe now a little different. I don't know. Now maybe different because of the way things have transpired over the past few years. You don't, you know, we don't, it used to be, I was thinking to myself as I was reminiscing a little bit about the old days, the good old days. <laughs> Those of you who are my age, you know, we're baby boomers. Baby boomers are on Social Security now and, and Medicare. and So we're not babies anymore, but we're, we're of that generation. Baby boomer, you know, is a different. We're not, we're not the, the young, youngins we used to be. But think back. I, I, we tell stories, you know, about things that we used to do when we were kids. Like a day like today. Here's a day like today. Right? A beautiful July day. We would have been out of school for a few weeks already. Hot. And I tried to think back, okay, what did we do in July of 1965, July 7th of 1965? I was, I was uh, 11 years old or 10 going on 11. Probably got up. Now, in my house, we had no air conditioning when I was growing up. <laughs> we'll start telling the, you know, the, 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 hard, the hardship stories. We had no air conditioning in my house when I was growing up. We had a swimming pool, an above-ground swimming pool in the backyard and be a 15-foot pool or whatever across, you know, a few feet deep for a few summers. On a day like today, would have gotten up, had breakfast. My mom would say, okay, go outside and play, come back for lunch. <laughs> and she would send us out of the house. And we probably met up with my friends, and we went to the, the, the park and, and had a couple of games of baseball in the heat of the day getting all dusty and dirty, sliding on the, the dry sand and dirt, yelling at each other, but having a great time together. Mom didn't know where we She knew we were at the park, I guess. There was no way to communicate with us. She didn't come looking for us. We had no cell phones, no way to communicate back and forth, so she sent you out of the house, and that was it. Didn't see you again until uh, lunchtime. Put our gloves on the handlebar of the, of the bicycle, the bat over our shoulder, rode back home. We all went to our respective homes. Maybe some ate lunch over other people's houses. Hot, sweaty, stinky. And then after lunch, probably spent the rest of the afternoon in the pool. And then went home for dinner, met again, right? 
played outside, the sun was setting, you're told to come home when the streetlights come on. Again, mom, dad didn't know where you were, then she just knew you were out playing. Imagine that today. It's a different country, a different world. Wouldn't you like to go back to that? Where you didn't have to fear where your children were. You know, this, this is, so many of us think back on days like that and think, but you would like to have the same thing for, for your kids, for your grandchildren, to have that freedom without fear of horrible tragedy taking place. But throughout our years, for the, throughout our 244 years of existence in this, in this country, we think about those, those times and, and, and what America is. And Holy Father, St. Pope John Paul II said in 1987, Yes, America, all this belongs to you. But your greatest beauty and your richest blessing is found in the human person, in each man, woman, and child, in every immigrant, in every native-born son and daughter. For this reason, America, again, these are the words of St. Pope John Paul II, 1987. For this reason, America, your deepest identity and truest character as a nation is revealed in the position you take toward the human person. The ultimate test of your greatness in the way you treat every human being, but especially the weakest and most defenseless ones. The best traditions of your land presume respect for those who cannot defend themselves. If you want equal justice, I'm sorry, I lost my place there. Um, if you want equal justice for all and true freedom and lasting peace, then America, defend life. Remember, now this is 1987. Um, this was the presidency of Ronald Reagan, who was a pro-life president. But, of course, we've had the scourge of abortion on this country since 1973. But he, Holy Father said, St. Pope John Paul said, if you want lasting peace, then America, defend life. All the great causes that are yours today will have meaning only to the extent that you guarantee the right to life and protect the human person. Feeding the poor and welcoming the refugees and reinforcing the social fabric of this nation, promoting the true advancement of women, securing the rights of minorities, pursuing disarmament while guaranteeing legitimate defense, all this will succeed only if respect for life and its protection by the law is granted to every human being from conception until natural death. For every human person, John Paul said, no matter how vulnerable or helpless, no matter how young or how old, no matter how healthy, handicapped, or sick, no matter how useful or productive for society, is a being of inestimable worth created in the image and likeness of God. John Paul II said, this is the dignity of America, the reason she exists, the condition her for her survival. Yes, the ultimate test of her greatness to respect every human person, especially the weakest and the most defenseless ones, those as yet unborn. 
with these sentiments and love and hope for America, John Paul said, I now say goodbye in the words that I spoke once before. Today, therefore, my final prayer is this, that God will bless America so that she may increasingly become and truly be the long remain and long remain as one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And those are the words of John Paul. I guess he was leaving. Probably this was his last stop on his visit to this country. And, you know, we were very blessed, most of us listening and watching right now, to have lived, be a contemporary of St. Pope John Paul II. You know, to be able, I'm sure many of you listening and watching now even had a chance to be in his presence at some of his visits. He came here in 1995. Obviously, he was here in the, in the 1980s. I think he made three trips, if I'm not mistaken. I know he made at least two, but I, th- I believe three. So you may have been, especially when he came here to our part of the country, when he came to New Jersey and New York, and there were so many opportunities at the Giants Stadium in Central Park, at uh, um, the racetrack over there in New York, um, St. Patrick's, to, to actually have been in his presence. But to hear him talk about our country as he did in his parting words here, to remind us that we're only as great as we are if we first respect the dignity of every human person from conception to natural death. And we watch, did you see the videos of, of the horrible things that we were doing to each other over the past number of weeks? I'm sure you have. Last night there was a horrible, or this morning I guess I was watching the news horrible image of a, a shooting in the Bronx where a, a, a gentleman was walking his seven-year-old seven year daughter across the street in the Bronx and a car pulled up and you see the gun come out of the window. They didn't show the actual murder, but he shot the man dead and the little girl just didn't know why. just ran. It was horrible things we're seeing. We're seeing here about shootings of young children, eight-year-old children. Philadelphia, there was a a young boy or girl at his or her grandmother's party over the weekend who was a victim of a shooting. What are we doing to each other? This is, this, is, this is the result of a godless culture, the influence of satanic uh, activity in the, in the country that has overtaken so many of our uh, institutions People's hearts are cold and hardened to love and truth. And you will be mocked for that. People will, people will laugh at us for saying that. They'll make fun of us for saying that and poo-pooing it. But it's true. Calling us archaic, old-fashioned, you know, idealistic, holy rollers. But my brothers and sisters... We, if we want to see, and, you know, John was John Paul who said, as the family goes, so goes the nation. We have to once again build up our families. I think, you know, if there's a, a very positive fruit, and there are a few of them that I can think of, but I think primarily as what we're seeing, especially with young families, as they're bonding now, they're, they're, they're being forced. It's like the Old West. They're just, they're, they're isolated 
you know, and I see it on our, you know, we're seeing it in our, in our son and daughter-in-law and our two little grandchildren and one, of course, another one on the way now in the stories they tell us. We, we, don't, we only saw them once in the past three months and we all had our masks on and socially distanced, et cetera, but at least we had the chance to see them and being their presence. But um, telling us the stories of, of their routines for the day and how they do and there's a bonding taken, but that's a good thing. It's a good thing. But the nation as a whole is so divided and so uh, polarized in so many areas of our culture. And the hatred is, is, is so evident. The division. And here, you know, almost 40 years ago, or 35 years ago, John Paul reminded us of who we are. Over the weekend, you know, the celebration of the 4th of July, we kept trying to be reminded by many people who we are as a nation. The president spoke at Mount Rushmore, gave a beautiful, I think, gave my own opinion, gave a a beautiful speech at Mount Rushmore, powerful speech at Mount Rushmore. Yet there are other sources uh, of media sources that were calling it divisive and just making fun of it and mocking it and saying how to... it, it just doesn't make any sense. And that just shows us that this whole situation, it, we're under the influence of the evil one in so many ways. So you got to pray. We'll do a lot of that here. I'll promise you that. Uh, but right now, i got to go. So have a great rest of your day. Stay cool. I'll be back tomorrow, God willing. Uh, until then, my brothers and sisters, let's pray for each other. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Uh,